This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are some of GovInfoSecurity.com's top stories for the week ending November 5th, 2010. With Republicans regaining control of the House of Representatives after the midterm elections, California's Darrell Issa will become chairman of the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform, the panel with significant sway over federal cybersecurity legislation and policy. The last Republican to chair that committee, former Virginia Congressman Tom Davis, praises ISA as a tech-savvy of the economy. As you know, he started a car alarm company, built it into a powerhouse. He still sits on the board. Daryl is a technology whiz, not just in rhetoric, but in its actual applications. He has more patents than any member of Congress. I think he's the owner of like 35, 38 patents. He understands the cyber equation very well. You want somebody like that sitting in that kind of position. As the power shifted in the House, the White House issued a draft document detailing requirements to secure cloud computing in the federal government as part of FedRAMP, the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program. The 90-page draft is aimed to ease the process for government agencies to adopt cloud computing by defining common security and risk assessment requirements that qualified private contractors must meet. In other news, the co-chair of the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency, Harry Radege, revealed that a panel working group is exploring whether methods the World Health Organization employs to quarantine people to prevent the spread of deadly diseases could provide a roadmap on how to prevent virtual viruses from spreading in the cyber world. The World Health Organization has established a very robust and very meaningful way of quarantining people who are ill so that they don't infect others. When somebody is very ill and they've been infected by the viruses or the malicious software that can be released on an information network, I think there could be some parallels with the World Health Organization where we would establish an international type understanding and sharing of information to quarantine certain ill computer products and software capabilities until they are cleaned for proper use on the overall general international information network of the internet. I'll be back with more after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In our featured interview, we spoke with Dave McQueenie, Chief Technology Officer for IBM's U.S. Federal Business. IBM is offering new cloud computing services to government, and McQueenie says the cloud is a good patch of virtual turf to cultivate software development and testing. Yet, are there apps that should never be on the cloud? McQueenie hesitates, but answers... There are certainly applications that are not the low-hanging fruit, things that wouldn't be the first things you'd move to the cloud. I think it's probably a little risky to say something would or would not ever move somewhere. But if, if we talked about some of the most sensitive classified data in the U.S. government, that would not be high on the list of things that would be easy to move into a cloud environment. I would hesitate to speculate never, but, you know, I think there are some that would always tend to remain inside of an enterprise. To hear the entire interview, go to govinfosecurity.com and keyword McQueenie.
That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend and a week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.govinfosecurity.com.